All right, so you know when you meet someone and they're super bright light. You don't know much about them, but you know that they're good people. You can feel this really pure, beautiful energy, an open heart, an open mind. You could see it in their eyes. That's what happens when I met my friend Henry. Henry Mars, who I'm bringing on today for the show, and I'm just so excited to share him with you because whether you've heard of him or whether it's the first time, I know you're going to want to go check him out and go follow him on Instagram, check him out on Facebook because this guy is doing amazing things. I met Henry walking out of an event, which we talk about on this episode, and it was just a beautiful by chance moment that turned into a friendship and I just, I love Henry so much. So Henry has spoken on stages as big as 40,000 people in the audience. I mean, 40,000, right? And he's also been on a Grammy winning album. He has a podcast that has hit number one on Apple, iTunes, uh, Making It Happen with Henry Amar. You're going to want to go follow that, subscribe to that. And he's just all around doing amazing things, which you'll hear more about on this show. So stay tuned, listen in. It's going to be amazing. You are now listening to The Harmonious Hustle, where we redefine what it means to be a woman on fire. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author and success coach for boss babes ready to make bold moves. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things purpose, pleasure, and profits. You should know, I am obsessed with sparking unrealistic upgrades in your life and business. It's my true intention to convince you to say, hell yes, to your wildest dreams. If you and I haven't connected yet, I would love to hear from you. Let's connect on Instagram, and while you're there, be sure to check out my free Money Energetics training series. Scope my page while you're there for other freebies and support. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. How long have we been friends for? Like, Me and you? Yeah. I met you at the MQ event. Yeah. Walking outside randomly on the street. <laughs> yeah. <Remember> that? <laughs> that was in March. That was like two Marches ago, right? But yeah. what was funny is that I, this whole time, never knew that you were in music. Really? So, yeah, I know about the real estate. You know, I, I think I know where your old office is even because you pointed it out to me, right? So I know those things, but I didn't know the music background. And then I go, I'm like, let me just look at Henry's bio. Let me just like search him up and like Google him. And then I discovered new stuff. <laughs> find out I have like 17 lives. I did. I was kind of scared. I was like, God, I can't believe I let this man in my house before. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I was interested about that because it just touches on it briefly. But it doesn't say, but I also know that you have a passion about bringing music to, like kind of infusing music in everything you do, so. Yeah, so a couple of things actually that are happening, which by the time this podcast released, it will be announced so I can announce it. Um, I'm officially, well, two things. One is I'm actually recording a record right now and it's so good. Really? And I'm so excited about it. I'm working with like the dopest people. The writer, the co-writer with me on it is, you know, work with Taylor Swift, Katie Perry, um, I mean, Kesha, Fifth, I mean, everybody. And so he's, he, and then the producers are super dope. So I'm excited about that. No one really knows that. So your listeners are like, the only one know. That, I was playing my music for people and they're like, dude, no one has any idea that you're like making music right now too. So that's really cool. And then also um, I just officially became the personal development director and U.S. representative to the Exit Festival. And they're the best major European festival every year. They get like so many people. So all of this, like I really, I mean, as we talk about, you know, I look back at my life and everything prepares, I believe prepares me for where I'm really supposed to get back to the world. Like my music life, like all the stuff that I thought was supposed to happen a certain way actually was fully, when you get into flow, fully like allowed me to go to music and then, you know, pause for music and then go start my own company. And then I felt really strong. I should sell my company. We grew it internationally in a year, which was really awesome. And I was like, cool, next year I'll be I'll, fruits of my labor. And I had this like crazy intuitive hit revelation that was like, sell your business and go to USC and do music again. And I'm like, wait, what? And then so yeah. what a crazy experience. So all these little things kind of combine now entertainment with like my obsession with human behavior are exactly what I'm doing now. So it's like super 
That's so sweet. The thing that is really awesome about that is I agree. Like, and I think that sometimes looking out, especially with my audience as people that are either entrepreneurs or they want to be entrepreneurs and they're in that space of like, how do I say yes? And like, I like how you got that intuitive hit and you're like, all right, I'm going to go back to school. And now all of it is just kind of coming together. When was it though? And I don't even know this. So some of this stuff I'm finding out, I didn't know about the music. <laughs> I, I find, find that out. And then you tell me what you're working on. I did see that you were in Europe when you went on to that, you were at the festival, right? Yeah. I spoke kind of, at it. Yeah. It was amazing. That's awesome. Um, so going back to that now, what was the shift where you were like, I want to help people. I want to inspire people. You know, I want to speak. Crazy. The shift happened early for me. Cause I, I was the one that needed the help first, right? Like always, it's always about Henry first. Like how can I, you know, if I need to apply the, I'm like the mad scientist that applies the formula on itself. And it's like, this works. Let me go try it on other people. Yeah. So, but when I was a teenager, I was like super insecure, super passive. My nickname used to be passive. I don't know if you knew that. Like I'm obviously no. not passive at all. Cause we have pretty straightforward conversations, right? So yeah. um, my nickname was Passive. I'd walk in the room. I was the guy that felt like I didn't belong. Like all these like limiting belief thoughts. And I had these financial limiting beliefs because my parents had come to this country with $200 right before I was born. So like all the, we lived in like one room. So I had all these limiting beliefs. And one day I looked around and I was like, wait a minute. Like we're all humans. If that person's confident, I could do it. If that person's wealthy, I could do it. What are they doing differently? Yeah. What are they thinking differently? So then someone put a book in front of me and it like triggered this obsession in my like late teens where I just started, it was, it's really funny when people hear it, they're like, they totally laugh, but it was a Dr. Phil book. (laughs) Hey, he's a Dr. Phil for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. He asked really good questions at the end of each chapter. And it was really the questions that he asked that made me have, because good questions create good answers, right? So he had really, really good questions at the end of it. I just remember reading him saying, wow, wait a minute. And as I started progressing, glass ceilings started to shatter in my life. You know, I started to, you know, embrace different things. I started to become more confident. I realized like I no longer wanted to be enslaved by fear or insecurity or like lack of self-love or all this stuff that I talk mm-hmm. about today. It's because when I was younger, I needed it. And then when I started growing, people started seeing it and People are like, well, what are you doing? And I started sharing with them and I started seeing people start doing like breaking their own glass ceilings. And, you know, when you start, you know, when you're doing something and serving, it's so amazing when you're in alignment with it and you see how it really works. And I realized, oh my gosh, like there is these, there are principles to everything you want to learn and grow into. And then I started working with people. Then I started working with teams and they would win national titles. And I'm like, oh shoot, like this stuff works. So I've been obsessed with it. So even when I was in music, wherever, whatever city we're in, sometimes I'm like, hey, guys, let's go speak at a school. Let's go do this. So we would always find a way to give back with what we were doing. When I started my company, you know, we started like a nonprofit charity out of it. And we would have different people come in and, and break their own glass ceiling. So for me, it, it's always been an obsession. But I think the momentum's built more and more and more because the more that I grow, the more that I can give. Right. And so it's been really, really, really awesome. And you just like, for me, as someone that just, you know, I, I know you, I don't know all the things you're doing, but all of a sudden you just pop out with all this stuff. I'm like, okay, like your podcast, I feel like you put a few, I noticed a few episodes and all of a sudden I'm like, it's top 10 podcast. Then you're like, I'm doing a speaking event, but it's with all these amazing people. It's like Jay Shetty, uh, Mel Robbins, which is going to be done by the time this comes out. But mm-hmm. it's like, you just find yourself. And I, I know why it's because like, I've heard other people even refer to you as something like this, but you're just literally like sunshine everywhere you go. Right. But that's why I want to ask you is because do you like, was that always there? Like, were you always like this child that was running around just like smiling, happy, bright with the blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> even in the house with the $200. Like, I didn't have blonde hair. I'm actually doing a throwback Thursday picture with my crazy other hair. You did it? Well, then you must keep up with your dye job, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I legit bleach my own hair like t- probably like once or twice a month. Oh, really? Um, but like I've literally had every hairstyle you could think of. But you know, for me, I think all of us have the sunshine. It was just yeah. bottled in, right? I think everybody does. And I know that people see me and they're like, oh, Henry's always smiling. It's like, doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I didn't go through it. It doesn't mean that I don't struggle sometimes. It doesn't mean any of that. It's just like I've learned in my life that there are perspectives, there are empowering perspectives and there are disempowering perspectives, right? And if I'm going to go through something anyways, I might as well grow through it. I might as well embrace it in the best way. And I mean, 
I think Nicole, I, I think I met you right after my mother passed away, but you know, she had cancer. And I remember just after developing all this emotional and mental and strength and spiritual strength, um, I just, you know, when things can come up in my life now, it's, I realize I have the choice. I have two choices to make. I could either, you know, become bitter or better. I could become stronger. Or I could play the victim or own it, you know, and I couldn't control. It's the whole serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity, the peace to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I knew like, for example, that's a big one for me because my mother is everything for me. She's my best friend. She's everything. And, and to see someone you love that much go down to 70 pounds and you're moving them and change their diapers. It's just like really heavy on somebody. But I remember right when we found out when it happened, I looked at my sister and I said, we have to make a decision right now before we go in there, how we're going to show up the whole time. And I'm not saying we don't feel emotion. I'm not saying we don't allow ourselves to feel. I'm saying we allow ourselves to feel, but we have to see it from the right lens and filter. Otherwise, we're not going to serve her the way we need to serve her. We're not going to become who we actually can become because we cannot change that. I'll do the best I can, but I can't. So for me, I think the more I've learned how to shift my perspective, the more I've learned how to learn these principles of life that are truly empowering and the things that, you know, we teach, right. Mm-hmm. It, you know, things have completely shifted and people like, you know, it, it's so it's definitely evolved and hopefully my light gets brighter and brighter. And hopefully next year when you talk to me, it's even brighter, right? Yeah. There's a quote I love. So I'm talking like 700 miles an hour. There's a quote I love that says, if you spoke to me, if you haven't spoken to me, in over a year, allow me to reintroduce myself because my growth game is strong. <laughs> yeah, I like And I those. feel like, dude, like everybody listening to this podcast is probably on the same tip because they wouldn't listen if they weren't hungry to become the best version of themselves. So sure. it's a beautiful thing. No, I love that. And the reason I ask is because I know people ask me this and I wonder this. I actually referenced you in my own mind the other day because I saw on your Instagram stories, we were together in Ohio I come home and I'm like, you know, I'm getting back to life and you were like up all night, go to New York. You have a few hours of sleep. You're doing all these things. The other day I'm sitting in my car and I was so tired because I just couldn't sleep with all these things that were happening on with my mom passing. And I was like, damn, Henry's traveling, doing all these things. He's up. He's still smiling. (laughs) And I was just thinking about, I love, like, I think I start tapping into some of my friends that I know that I'm like, they did it on low sleep. They were okay. <laughs> like, and you came to mind because I saw your stories and I was like, he's still going. <laughs> he's still doing Henry's all crazy. This. I should be crazy too. <laughs> can I be crazy as Henry today? <laughs> but also, can I do all those things and still smile through it and still Absolutely. be okay through it? And still, and I think that's how we really shift and grow out of those patterns of whatever. Not to say that we should all go without sleep, guys. Like, let's sleep. Let's care for ourselves. But there are those times where you may just be in super creative flow. You can't sleep or something comes up, but there's something important tomorrow. Yeah. And I think the key is, you know, you, you speak about this a lot, Nicole, is, is having a loving self-awareness. Yes. You know, and for me, it's, it's interesting because, you know, New York was a big time for me and I had a really big meeting. And I, I think by the time you release this, I could announce it. Um, so I'll announce it here. And if not, so tell me the dates and I'll be sure that they don't get it before. <laughs> okay, okay. So we had a meeting with Yoko Ono in New York and, wow. um, you know, those of you that don't know, she, she's married, she's married to John Lennon and, uh, you know, they're major. So we're doing some massive thing in November. Actually, it'll probably be out by the time this podcast is out is it's been a hundred years since world war one peace, the peace since world war one was ended this November. And we're doing this whole thing with the two leaders from that, the two leaders that, whose grandparents started the conflict are coming together to release White Doves. Yoko Ono is doing an Imagine World Peace art, art piece that's going to be put in this fortress that used to be a fortress of war. They're changing it to a fortress of peace, a peace park around it. They're doing this full thing with Yoko and other influencers and stuff. So we had a meeting with her. It was really cool to be in like John Lennon's apartment and just her, me, and two other people, three other people, you know? And so, but it, it was a beautiful thing. But for me, it's like, in that process, you know, for me, two things really got me through it. And, and even though it was a lot, like it was intense because I, I had, I've not been in one place this summer for more than two weeks, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I've been traveling internationally or, you know, inter- like across the country. And so for me, I, it's being lovingly self-aware as I'm going, you know, and, and knowing when I need to reset, knowing when I need to pause, knowing when I need to say, hey, I need to go make sure I'm eating healthy, drinking my greens, um, meditating, praying, going to church, whatever it is that you do, 
and having that loving self-awareness. And I say loving because we could be self-aware and we could beat ourselves up when we're self-aware. Yeah. Like you can't be self-aware without having love in order to, to really um, take care of yourself in the proper way. So being really self-aware. And the second thing is, you know, I think I just know my, my mission. Like I've set right. a purpose. And for me, this is bigger than me. This is not about Henry Amar. You know, right. it's, it's not about Henry. It's about the mission, the calling that I have in this life to really help people release the slavery of fear and insecurity and all that stuff to make them free, to give their gift to the world, right? To right. see them, you know, I see Nicole out there just sharing her heart and just doing what she's doing because you've embraced that and you're giving it. And I think everybody has something to give in their own way. It may not be speaking and maybe whatever. So for me, going back to having a loving self-awareness, um, and I remember it was, this is a, probably an important story. I was walking in New York and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like I have not slept in my bed for a really long time. Yeah. And I've been on the train that day for probably more than four hours in and out, just traveling through New York meetings and this and that. And I remember just walking and I was, I, I paused for a second cause I, it's easy to go on autopilot for me. Autopilot is not what I want to want to live in. I want to live deliberately. I want to live life awake. So I caught myself living on autopilot, you know, and I stopped. And I was like, oh, shoot, where are you right now, Henry? Like, what do you really need? And what does life really need? What needs, you know, so I look up to the left, and there's a bright yellow billboard that says the word reset. And at that moment, I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Every moment's another chance to start over to get it right. So yeah. if you're not getting it right at the moment, you could reset. If you don't get it right today, you have tomorrow. Like, and so that's where loving self-awareness comes in. I, guess I, I didn't say, Henry, I can't believe you spent half the day completely on autopilot. You talk about this to everybody. And, you know, and I was like, no, thank you for being aware enough to wake up. I love that. I actually just wrote down a little note because I'm like, let's put that as a quotable, like from this, just that, yeah, living deliberately and mm -hmm. on purpose versus just like, okay, here's the motions of what I do on Mondays. Here's what I do on Saturdays. Absolutely. And what like life just passes by so quickly. So is that what you do? You're just in that deep breathing. Like what are your practices? I mean, being on the road, doing all these things and also being called to such a big mission, right? Do you feel yeah. overwhelmed at times? Or are you yes. just like, I'm stretching into this? Oh, I mean both, right? Yeah, so. I feel both myself, but I'm wondering how you <laughs> navigate that. <laughs> so I, I literally, I mean, so many things on my, on my podcast, uh, one of my podcast episodes that I did, um, I called it comfort zones and I actually recorded that episode in New York. I think it was the day before I had met with Yoko Ono. And I remember just thinking if people knew how often I stepped out of my comfort zone, they would think I was nuts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because they're probably seeming like, Oh, Henry's like, woo, like standing in front of <laughs> Yeah, you do seem like that. You know, like, I'm good. And, Thanks. And it's good. And I, I have stretched my comfort zone pretty dramatically. Yeah. And I know that I still have more because to me, magic happens outside of my comfort zone. Because if I stay in my comfort zone, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. If I keep doing what I'm doing, and I, I, how do I want the new results that I really want? It doesn't work that way. Right. But there are ways to anticipate comfort zones and figure that out. So my rituals that help me kind of prepare for that, um, I do morning and evening rituals. I don't miss them. Everybody I've ever interviewed that has been extremely successful in not just financially, but in every area has right. had rituals have has had self-love rituals have had alignment rituals i love that you you know um you, you know what you're all about nicole is just being in harmony being aligned and and also working and for me both are important right. so i make sure in the morning that i'm aligned that i get in harmony per se with you know to me it's my divine source with my true self with the highest version of myself and then i decide in advance you know i get into well, I wake up, I get into gratitude, you know, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to just be. And I think it's mm -hmm. so easy to get caught up in life and all the, the things that are so loud. Yeah. But to me, it's like, I, I want to be in alignment. And in order to be in alignment, I have to live in a grateful space and in a, in a humble space. And humility isn't weakness to me. Humility is strength. Like I am humble, but I am confident. And I own who the hell I am, you know, and, and cause I was, I, I believe if you don't own your gifts, you can never give them away. 
I can't go take your, your computer that you're doing this podcast interview on and just go say, hey, Tom, go take this computer. It's yours. You're like, what are you doing? It's not yours. You can't give it away. Yeah. So if I don't own something, I can't give it away. So for me, it's really getting centered in gratitude, being grateful for what I have, being grateful for who I am, being grateful for the gifts that I had, being grateful for the people, my life, just everything that I possibly can and recognizing that it's actually a gift to me and it's not a, nothing for me. Arrogance is fear, right? Yeah. If someone's arrogant, they're afraid. You feel like you have to assert yourself and assert, that's not assert, you have to be aggressive in a certain way because you're not comfortable with yourself. So confidence is not, confidence is where you can show up and allow other people to do the same, you know? And right. so um, I do that. I read every morning. I'll read. Um, and then I will pray. What are you reading right now? Um, oh, man. So many things. So I'm writing my speech. Favorite thing. Oh, gosh. I just finished Celestine Prophecy. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I hear so much about that. I know that book is like right in my kind of lane, <laughs> but I have not read it yet. Um, let, me, let me see what I'm reading right now. Oh, I'm reading. Actually, it's very interesting. Power versus Force. Oh, I heard of that, too. Yeah, I'm reading that one. The Alchemist, I go back and forth and go back. There's another book called Understanding Women mm. by Alison yeah, Armstrong. I, read that. I work with all women. <laughs> it's really good. It's, so good. it's an audible book, but I just have so many books on my thing. Like, yeah. Right now, I'm focused a lot on – I'm writing my own book right now, which is really fun. Um, so I'm just making sure that I'm spending the time. And then I'll read, and I'll read scriptures. You know, that's yeah. some, you know, for me personally, that's, that's big. Um, it feeds my spirit. And then – you know, one thing I do that really helps is I'll look at my day and I'll say, okay, I'm giving up a full day of my life. I'm never getting back for all the things I'm doing today. So, and I don't just want to exist. I want to live today. I want to live on purpose today. So why am I doing what I'm doing and how do I want to show up emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically to each of these things? Cause I'm giving up time. I'm never getting back to these things. Yes. So that helps me choose beforehand how I'm showing up and not saying it's going to work exactly the way I decided, but at least I've, I'm conditioning certain, right. certain things in my life, you know? Um, so that's my morning routine. I, I exercise um, like five, usually five or six days a week. Um, I think moving your body is important. And then nighttime, um, same, I'll pray, I'll read. Um, and then I will, usually look back at my day and say, okay, well, what was great and I'll celebrate it. And then what can I learn from it without beating myself up, being lovingly self-aware and yeah. that habit of being self-aware every day for me, like really allows me to say, okay, tomorrow, you know what, Henry, you showed up this way today. Why don't you try it this way tomorrow? And then it, I become, I have all the, I develop all these tools. And then when I'm the watcher of my life and I could see my life as the watcher, not being programmed by my mind, just like, you know, I'm, I'm the one that gets to choose. I'm the decider of my life every day. And to me, the greatest choice I could ever make is to decide to be the decider of my life, not to go on autopilot, not to live like a puppet, not to live in fear, but say, okay, well, what truly is the best thing for me to do? Yeah. Um, so that helps me stay the decider and it helps me also evolve a lot quicker, you know? Yeah. So that, those are some of the things I do and just surround myself with good people I watch videos. I watch when Nicole gives her little things, I'll watch those. And when, people are, when, when there's something good on and I feel my spirit resonate to it, I will watch it because it feeds my spirit and right. you know, stuff like that. Feels good. That's awesome. I mean, I think it's something that we can all definitely stretch into. You said mm. that you're about to meet Yoko Ono and that you've been going out of your comfort zone so much. And as you're getting into this new space, like creating an album and going on these bigger stages and all these opportunities, when you have those moments, if you have those moments where you're like, am I if you have them, am I going to be good enough? Right. Am I going to say the right thing? What comes up there? How do you, how do you navigate that like quick? Yeah. So, so you realize that we all have thoughts. Everyone's going to have the thoughts, right? I say the thought is like a bird flying over your head. It could fly over your head. Just don't let it build a nest. Yeah. Or right? poop on you. Like, well, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it poops on like, you know what? My mom told me <laughs> good luck when a bird poops on me, so thank you for yeah. that. My friend, I, my friend said, I had a bird pooped on my leg when we were at the beach one day, and I was, they're like, it's good luck. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that leg got really buff. I'm just kidding. Bad joke for 200. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, you know, I have those moments for sure. Like, I remember – it was really interesting because when I spoke at the exit festival 
you know, there was a, there were a lot of people. It was like 40 plus thousand. I think it might've been 50,000 people. Um, I found out that day that I was speaking and I was speaking in between Martin Garrix and David Guetta, who I love. Yeah. Right. And I was were like, were they speaking or performing? They performed. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of like in between the guys, like, let's go get the crowd pump. Let's give a little speech. It's, the event was called, the, the festival's called Freedom. They're an amazing team. I mean, they care so much about the world and they're so aligned. It's so awesome. I'll have to I love come it. next year. Yeah, please do. That'd yeah. be amazing. And then, um, so, you know, I got up and I remember getting up there and I'm like, my heart's been like, okay, shoot, this is another country. I have to announce this name in a different, it's a different, it's a language, it's a different language. Like, do not mess up the name, Henry. And when all these people, <laughs> I'm like, I kept forgetting. I'm telling the girl, hey, how do you pronounce it again? This. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I go, yell it at me right when I'm walking around. She's like, okay. So I'm walking around. She's like, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but for me, the scariest part is before we do anything, right? The second I got on stage, it was done. Like yeah. I was, I was in the zone. It happened. It was dope. Um, but before, but the crazy thing is I got to witness a lot of these artists go up on stage and there was one in particular, I don't say his name just for his own sake, but he's massive. These guys had like the biggest names at the festival. And he was, he was about to go on the stage and it actually triggered another podcast episode I wrote. It's called fear. I forgot something about fear, but um, I was watching him and, you know, I study body language. I study everything I can to understand the people I'm serving. And I was watching him pace back and forth, biting his nails, like crossing his arms, like totally like about to go. on. I was like, I know this guy just performed for a hundred thousand people at another, another event, you yeah. know? But you could tell he was still having these thoughts. And he, you could tell he was walking around and saying certain things to himself and doing what he did. And the second he got on, I saw him and dude lit up. And he nailed it. And everybody was going crazy. And so I thought about that. And I was like, everybody has thoughts. So if you have a thought, just because it comes into your mind doesn't mean it's true. And you have to be deliberate. If you don't tell yourself something, you're going to allow the fearful mind to tell you something. And if you allow your fearful mind to tell you something, it's going to bind you because fear is binding. Yeah. Right? So yeah. for me, I'm just deliberate. I'm like, I, I will go and I will, I created like triggers for myself, like through like all the nerdy stuff that I teach. I create certain triggers yeah. in myself that get me into a certain state. And then I will also talk to myself like, all right, Henry, like, let's go. Let's, and I tell my, I know how my voice is. I know what pumps me up. So I will get yeah. myself in the space. I will, and I just kind of get myself in the zone and I'm and whatever thought is going on when I speak it out loud, it cancels out the thought. So I literally just, and I take the leap and usually, and I trust and I align every day. And I think to me, when I'm on that stage, like it is really much bigger than me. Yeah. I can't describe, I get into some zone and whenever I'm speaking, I'm like, wait, what did an hour's done? What was What did I say? Yeah. Like, what was yeah. that? You know? So if that helps. So there's I love that. Really monitoring your self-talk and making sure that just because you think something, you know that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. And you have the, the opportunity and the privilege of planting whatever seeds you want and rewiring your mind right. any way you want to. Yeah. I think that's the fun part is that we can know like wherever we are now, we can just shift it and change it. But it is like you said with the DJ, with you, I know it's with me. It's like that moment before you jump, but like, it feels so loud. <laughs> it can feel loud. And then once you're there, it's like, it's not that totally. bad. You know, what's really cool is the, the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between what's truly imagined and what's real. Yeah. Like if you emotionally visualize something right and you feel it, your mind thinks it's actually happening. Like how many times has anybody been really, really pissed off at somebody else because they thought they did something wrong and your body's reacting and your voice is going yeah. and you're saying things and you're thinking things and your, your heart's beating and then you find out they didn't do it. Like your freaking biochemistry is like shifting. And exactly. I have someone that had suffered from PTSD. Like I've had that so many times and it's yeah. like, I actually would think about that when I'm thinking about like fear around, I'm like, fear around someone not buying my program. Oh, F that. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like, like, you know, so I, I love that you say that, but I like that you even bring up this, this DJ and this idea that it kind of just sticks with us. It's a yeah. part of life. It's a part of the process. And, yeah, and, and it gets your comfort zone expands for sure. And one thing that I recommend to people that start doing is start seeing it before it happens. Experience it before you experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like be in it. 
before. Yeah, and yeah, and so in the morning when I'm going through my day, like say I'm doing this podcast, if I, you know, if if there was something that I really wanted to show up as, see myself, feel myself go through it that morning, and really allow myself to see it. And the and it's interesting. Joe Dispenza talks about this. I love, love him. He's so great, and um, I love that he's going viral now because I think he teaches so many important principles. Um, and it's great because it was so funny. I w- was watching his course and um, <laughs> I say so many things and I had no idea that, and, and he's like sitting there proving I'm scientific. I was like, I love it when science proves what we've been teaching for so long, you know? And uh, he's a neuroscientist. And so he even says, you can rewire your mind. And he said, he even talks about deep meditation and doing it before it happens and what happens to your actual neural networks when you do. It's phenomenal what the brain can do and what ability we have to create something from nothing, even before it happens in our mind, in our body, in our spirit. Absolutely. And like our genetics even change. When, like, yeah. So I think that's why I love his work too. I'm obsessed with, did you read breaking your habit of being yourself? Is that the one or no, I didn't. I'm just watching his course. Oh, really okay. I love that. I recommend that to people first, but then becoming supernatural. I've been listening to off and on. I'm like you with all the books, but I do whatever book is kind of fitting my mood that day. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to nourish me, but it looks pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but no, I love, I love all of those things. One thing I wanted to ask you is, in terms of investing in yourself, I mean, you said you mentioned you go to school and I met you at an event. Um, I know you go to the Tony Robbins and walk on the coals and do these things. But like in terms of investing in yourself, like it's been said, and I'm a believer of this, that until you're investing your time and money, like you're not serious. Dude, I mean, look, the common denominator in everything we do is us. Yeah. And the better version of Henry Amar, the better that everything else Henry touches is going to be. The better Nicole, the better everything's going to be. Not that I'm not great now. Not that right. you're not great now, not whoever's just not great now, but we have a limitless potential, right? So I, I've never so full of myself that I think I got it down because I think, I ha- I think there's always room to grow. I think I've been really blessed with a, so much wisdom, but it's through my experience. It's through my life experience, my struggle, through people coaching me, through me coaching people, through going to these events. I mean, I can't tell you, I've spent so much money on myself. Like, it's insane. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I can count it. Like, yeah. For the past 20 years, I mean, I probably could have bought a house or something. Yeah. But a house would just be something you live in and you'd be leaving it anyway. I invest in myself and I'm going to be 100 times more successful. So I'll just buy three houses. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the cool thing. Um, it's just such a different, it's such a different mindset and outlook. One thing I have to share with the audience listening in is that Henry is actually someone that I had called when I was like in my like dark night of the soul kind of days writing my book. Do you remember Henry? I remember that day. It was yeah. <laughs> He's like coaching me, guiding me back to my truth. And you know, I love that faith is such an anchor for you. And I think that you would even like quote out some scripture to me, but he reminded me of my truth and something that you told me it was like something, it was around the book and it was something was happening with my business and I just wasn't able, I didn't, I didn't have the emotional capacity to work on my business and create what I wanted to create there and also do the book in the times that I was in, in the, in the book. And you were like, why would you, you were like, Nicole, why would you ever judge yourself on something temporary? Or you said something like, I don't know the damn quote, but it was something like, why would you ever judge your, your true worth on, on your, your, whole self on something so temporary and I was like you're um, absolutely right <laughs> I, I remember saying that when you said that I was like what that's good Where are the yeah I don't know I forget exactly what you said but it was crazy because I was in like where you're saying loving self-awareness and I was in the space of I was judging myself because I was being triggered all those buttons all the PTSD writing like the depths of my book and then trying to come out and create programs and create yeah. income and I was just judging myself because I was in my old Nikki. And I was like, and Henry knows me as Nicole. <laughs> so he was calling me back to my truth. But when you said that, I was like, yeah, and that's so powerful. And I know that you do a lot of talk on self-worth and you just did a video on it the other day. So taking that, like you look out into the world and there's so many people that are judging themselves on this temporary thing. Oh, I messed up. Oh, my relationship didn't work. Speak on that. You know, one thing I want to say right before I speak on that is Nicole, I love though, the fact that you do call, the fact yeah. that you call it's and say, <laughs> I trust enough 
to share these things with that I know can hold the space for me and give me the, to get me out of where I'm at. I have people that I call, you know, and, or I have people I watch on screen. I, they may, they may be my online mentors, right? Yeah. Or Napoleon Hill says, create your um, board of board of counselors yeah. create them in your mind. Like I have my board of counselors. Like I literally wrote them down. I have like five, some are dead, some are living. And I, I imagine myself getting, telling me something, but I love the fact that you called. And I love the fact that, you know, you were humble enough and open enough. You're a strong person. And I think it's your ability. The fact that you call makes you even stronger. The fact that you, you know, are vulnerable makes you even stronger. It takes strength to be vulnerable. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable after I did it sometimes. (laughs) And and I could tell, you know, and I could tell like a lot of people do and I do sometimes, you know, and, but the reality is, what's that? Why? Like, you know, like, why do we have to do that? (laughs) Like, you know, so it's just, it's true. It's because also, you know, and I think, um, yeah, I think we just want to get it right. Or we feel like it's it's that self-talk. It's that beating ourselves up because I feel a certain way. It's like, look, love is the only transcending thing. It transmutes everything. So unless I love myself where I'm at, I can never get to where I'm going to go. Right. Right. So, and sometimes I have to love myself enough to say, I mean, the greatest leaders of all time have had people around them. Right. The greatest yeah. of the greatest. We have, need it. Absolutely. And so for me, it's, you know, that's big. So I just, I really commend you for that. You've always been, you're all, you're such a strong soul. And, and at the same time, I think your strength is also demonstrated in your humility and in the fact that you, you do always are, you're lovingly self-aware. You're like, Hey, I know this isn't right. I'm gonna get in my head. What do you think? And I say, it, and then I remember you texting me afterwards and sharing what you learned and talking about the experience. And I was like, and I just remember thinking, I love that girl. She's so freaking dope. You know, like. Yeah. How and I made cool. a bunch of money the next day. <laughs> I did. I like opened up a program and made a bunch of money. And I was like, I it, like that conversation. It like just took my awareness from something I was focusing on into something else. Yeah. And that's the power of a, if I didn't ask for help and if I didn't kind of just like swallow my pride and say, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. And that's why it's challenging. I think just as a leader for leaders, like sometimes going from the space of I am telling everyone else what I think that they should do right. or feel and then being like, look, but what I've learned over time, just keep like the more that we can as leaders say that like we need help too. We need support too. It just gives us that permission. hundred percent. You know, and something that comes to my mind is if your listeners are mostly entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs, it can be a lonely road. Yeah. You know, like it can be a lonely road. And there are so many times, and I think I mentioned it on our podcast, like, whereas people are like, wait, you feel lonely sometimes? Like a lot sometimes, you know, like I'm literally in another country and I have people I love there and, you know, or I'm in New York or Ohio or wherever I'm at. And and, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go to lunch with Henry. You know, or and I'm just working so much, doing something like it can be a lonely road because you feel like the weight of your whole thing is on your shoulders. There's yeah. so many things. So we have to develop loving rituals, create good relationships, whether in person or online, you know, and if you don't have somebody that you love that like that has that relationship with you, you know, there are people out there, there are groups out there, there are events out there. I met Nicole at an event and now yeah. we're a support system and, you know, we have a loving relationship and a friendship, you know, and it's like, it's great, you know. Um, on the sidewalk we met, right? So it's not like you have to meet people that come up and talk to you or that you're partnered with. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we literally were walking out of an NQ event. And by the way, shout out to NQ. I love yeah. that guy. He's freaking um, awesome. Yeah, so good. And we were walking out of an NQ event and we're both walking to our car. And I don't know who sparked the conversation. Like, hey, what's up? You know, she's like, hey. And we're let around. It's probably like, who's this random blonde guy trying to hit on me? I wasn't trying to hit on. I was no, like, oh, you're. Me, I just. You were like how you are, the sunshine vibe. You were just like happy, and I think that you said because I went on stage that day and like yes. being super vulnerable, and you were like, hey, like you just like acknowledged me, and then I was like, where do you live? And then we went out for coffee. <laughs> like, That's okay, right. And then it was like it was amazing just to connect. And I think that you know we just have to keep our hearts open to you know, different people and we put ourselves in environments that have, you know, if we want to be around people that are hungry for truth, then we can go to, and of course not everybody is this way. So don't go to an event and just become friends with everybody and their mother and open them into your life, you know, be aligned and figure out who you're supposed to be around. But if I want a hamburger, I don't go to Taco Bell. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like 
if I want a, a, a <laughs> go to the best burger joint that I can go to, yeah, I'll sit there and I'll enjoy my burger, you know, and yeah. I, and so in Q's event was all about tapping into your creativity and tapping into your heart and being creative and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people I met, some of my closest friends I've met at actually at events in, so that, that's a good one. I totally went off on a tangent, but. No, it's all good. But no, I was asking you about the worthiness, but that, because I don't, but whatever, that's just one of your things. I feel like one of your things is owning your truth, knowing that no matter who you are, where you are, there's treasure. Oh, a hundred million and percent. And to own it and share it and let it shine no matter what. And that's like when I look at your socials, when I see your podcast coming through, I see it. And the thing I like about your podcast is you're not having the people that everyone has on their podcast. Like, I'm sure you do that on purpose. <laughs> you get really cool people yeah, that like, deliberate. I don't know who they are, but they're interesting, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've been deliberate about my podcast and kind of um, – not protective of it, but just want to make sure that it, it works and, and, yeah. and what feels right to me. You know, there's some people that, you know, um, by this point it would have been released, but I, you know, hadn't done anything on fitness yet. And I heard the, the CEO of Barry's Bootcamp speak at a panel and I was like, I love this guy. My audience needs to hear this guy's message. It's amazing. He's aligned. He gets it. And so I went and had a conversation with him. It's like, Barry's Bootcamp is international, you know, but not a lot of people in not all my listeners are going to know Barry's Bootcamp is, yeah. but it's like reality is, I mean, I felt like it was right. And when I went to meet with him in LA two weeks ago to record the interview, when I was done with the interview, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I followed what I knew was right. Cause the goal is to, to serve my audience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's about giving true, it's not motivation, it's transformation. I don't want, just want to pump you up. I want to give you real deal tools to really help you evolve into the truest version, the most powerful version, the most confident version, the most loving version of yourself and removing all those limiting beliefs and all that, those lies that are fed to us, you know, either through media, through kids or whatever we believe, just to remove all those things. And what would actually happen if you lived a life without fear? What could you yeah. do? What would you do right now? You know, and, and so for me, it's helping people tap into their alignment in full faith, in full freedom and liberation. And um, so, yeah, so I think it's all about true service. And when you do that, I think if you're truly, and this is good for your, for your listeners, because I know, I think a lot of your listeners also want to do, want to serve and want to coach and yeah. want to build things. And even in companies, when you truly remove yourself from it and remove your insecurities from it. And it becomes about providing the best value to people. Everything clicks. Absolutely. You love yourself and you provide the best value. You know, it's not about, Oh, let me make sure that, Oh, Henry's like, it's like, dude, you should see, what was it? I forgot what I did. I put something out the other day and it was totally vulnerable. It wasn't that great, you know? And I was, to me, it wasn't that great, but I was like, yeah. I think it's going to serve people. Um, so I think just remembering like that's my passion, but it's because I fought the hero's journey. Like that was my battle. Yes. The fears, insecurity. I don't like my nickname. My friends used to call me passive. Like that's how bad it was. Like Henry, what do you feel? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, so passive. Okay, passive man. And I'm like, whatever, you know. And now, obviously, those of you that know me know that I am far from passive, and I will tell yeah. you how I feel always. Um, and I will stand up in front of 40,000 people and tell them I feel. Yeah. Create all these things to tell them how they feel, how you feel. Yeah, seriously. And I guess the, the, the big thing I want, I would love, you know, Nicole, you're, you're such an example of this to me is such an example of this to me. I'm, it's exemplified in your life is I heard this, this, this story, this quote or the story about, you know, our hero's journey, the, the strength of the dragon that we slay will, our strength will be equivalent will become equivalent to the dragon that we have to slay. Yeah. You know, so if you're on this hero's journey and something is in front of you and feels so overwhelming, congratulations, life believes you could handle it, so take it as a compliment. Yeah. If you slay that dragon, your strength will be equivalent to that dragon and you're going to be able to serve and live and love in that level, on that level that like is next level stuff. It's because yeah. you and I and people listening, we're going through the trenches, we're doing the work, we're aligning, we're going through it that when people are like, how are you so confident? Oh my gosh, it just must have come so natural. I was like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody could do it. You know what yeah. I mean? 
And so. also like in terms of creating, which I feel like creating is such a vulnerable thing. Like you just said that you put something out and you thought, well, it's crap, right? Like, or like, it just wasn't as good. We know when we're putting out something that feels like fire and then we're like, but then sometimes that stuff that you feel like is fire, you're like, it doesn't land as well. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. But so talking about that is just like, that's such a vulnerable act. And I think that that dragon or those challenges, whatever life is asking you to grow through and stretch through. It's just cultivating you for that because you're like, look, you're about to create a music album. You have all sorts of videos and stuff. And I feel like you show up really powerfully with like all sorts of super creative stuff. Thank you. I love so, <laughs> yeah. It's like just surrendering to that process, right? Is that like what you feel? You just surrender to your mission. and Totally. Oh. You know, I learned a lesson a long time ago. So things haven't always been this way. Yeah. You know, I told, I was telling someone the other day, if somebody knew the struggle like that I've been through to get to where I am today, it would be insane. I wish I could plug people into my brain. They're like, oh my gosh. You know? Like, get it off. <laughs> like, Take this off of me. <laughs> and I remember when I first started making.life and I launched the, the, I launched the Instagram. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do really dope looking quote cards and everybody's going to love it. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. like, <laughs> Cool card, one, two, three. And I was like so excited. I hired this designer. I thought it was really cool. And I look back and I had 395 followers for like months. Yeah. Something's not working. And like probably 390 of them were my friends. So like five people really liked the stuff. <laughs> so I did this um, Instagram live once. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go share something. And I was in the weirdest space. And I get up and I share this Instagram live. And I was done with it, and I was like, no, I was in the middle of it thinking, what are you even saying right now? Why are these people even listening to you? Because it was so, I felt like I was going, like I had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I end it, and then the question was, do I share this or do I not? Yeah. It was three minutes. I cut it off because I felt it was, not, it was so bad. I was like, you know what? I talk about just showing up and doing it. I just shared it. Yeah. And within three minutes... I got a DM from a guy and some, some guy goes, Hey, I'm this guy. I'm this teenage kid from India. I want you to know your video saved my life today. Your Instagram live saved my life today. Something you said, blah, blah, blah. You have a new follower from India. Thank you. Amazing. And I was like, the thing that I thought was terrible saved someone's life. Yeah. So after that was like, look, just show up and just do and just be and just give. And if it's not great, Get it better the next time. People that will judge you off of you not being perfect are just insecure in themselves. Let them float away unless they want to learn and they can watch you step out of your comfort zone into your courage, right? Because courage becomes confidence. So, you know, my whole thing is the things that we think, I mean, I, I go back to my first podcast episode and I was like, whoa, dude, that was rookie, right? Yeah. Like, that's how I am. I'm like the best right now. I feel yeah. great right now, but I'm, I hope I look back in a year from now and say, Dude, what were you thinking? You know, um, but That's the goal, right? Like that is that is the goal. Yeah, totally. So just you know, everyone listening, it's just if you go after something and it's not perfect, you're just a doer. You're growing. Like yeah. do it. Don't. It's you know, if you fail, I always say this: if you if you go after something and you fail, you're not a failure. You're a doer. You're a grower. Yeah. You know. I love that. I just love you. You're awesome. I love you. I could talk about this stuff all day, but I think you've given so much, you've given so many gems to anyone that is on the edge of like, on the edge. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like but people that are just, I mean, there's so many people that write me and they're just like, your video today helped me. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to make the video. I'm ready to like say yes to that business. I'm ready to reach out to that person. And we don't even realize because, I mean, you may realize, but I think for so many people, if your friends are all doing that, you forget that there's just millions and millions and millions of people that are living a life that is in autopilot and that are dreading things in life. So I always am like, be a difference on someone's feed, you know? So Absolutely. you are definitely that. Thank oh, you. Thank oh. you for being that to, to me and to everybody else, for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I didn't do it, I would suffer and i just keep showing up and <laughs> you know, good thing i have people like you to call when it's all hell breaks loose Anytime, 365 <laughs> probably be about like march or something again like I got you. I'll, I'll put on my calendar for sure <laughs> <laughs> so um let everyone know like where they can come either play with you find you um thank you for having me on it's at henry amar h-e-n-r-y 
A Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, A R, Henry Amar. That's on Instagram. Find me on Facebook, it's Henry Amar as well. And on Twitter, it's the Henry Amar. And um, because someone has Henry Amar and they don't use it, but it's okay. okay. So if you're listening, give me my name. Back. Look yeah, I'm the Henry Amar. I don't really tweet though as much, so I need to be better at that. So Instagram is my thing. My podcast is called Making It Happen with Henry Amar. Yeah, we'll share um, the link too. What's that? We'll share the links for these things. Oh, it's good you. to tell people in case they're driving and, you know. They, yeah. If you're driving, hope you're having a great day, people. I'm just kidding. So, yeah. yeah. Park and go to his podcast me. next. <laughs> what was that? No, I said park. Go to his podcast next. Yeah. Park. <laughs> pull over. No. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being such a light in, in, in my life and so many people's lives. I love surrounding myself with such beautiful souls like you and, and just even listening to you. And even if we don't talk, just watching you do your thing online is just super inspiring. So thank you for that. Yeah. And everybody listening. If you listen to the end of this podcast, I commend you because you care and you, you're loving yourself enough to invest into yourself. The time that Nicole said, you know, it, it takes a deliberate action to say, I'm going to go and listen to Nicole's podcast and listen to it all the way through and grow. So props to you. You're freaking awesome. You have something to give the world. And I hope you know that. And I, I just want to end on that because I think every, everybody may look at Nicole and me and say, some people may look and say, Oh, well that's them. And they're, they're just gifted. And that's like, everybody has something to give you listening, whatever it is, you know, once you remove your fear and step into your freedom, you will give it to the world in the most beautiful way. We need you. Everybody needs you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Preach. Thank you. Keep on preaching. And I know that you have a really amazing event coming up. So I'm just sending lots of blessings for that. Thank you. And I will continue to watch you shine your light all over the world. So thank you so much, Henry. <laughs> Same. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it, my friends. I want to know what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle.